So does an ATP meter not measure the biofilm or does it? I was, I was taking you right there, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of science about ATP. There's two answers to the, well, three answers to your question. Then, and it's one of the ironies in healthcare is how do we how do we do cleaning monitoring in healthcare? I mean, we go in and have a look or a smell. It's like you can't see a biofilm. I mean, you know, so we're, it's a ridiculous scenario where we're looking with our eyes to see what we can't see. So does an ATP meter not measure the biofilm? Or does it? Oh, I was I was taking you right there, Bobby. <laughs> so you just, they, you, you just went down a whole other path there. <laughs> so my doctorate area is in uh, in actually using ATP, and uh, we've got an algorithm we're about to probably send live. I'm having a conversation with someone this week um, on how to use them properly. There's a whole bunch of science about ATP. There's two answers to the well, three answers to your question. The first one is to use the ATP meter correctly. There is it's not just a single swab, and I again I've published this in the Ameri uh, Actually, it's not American Journal. Of well, there is some stuff in uh, American Journal of Infectious Control, but I've got free access papers online on how to do uh, uh, ATP meters. And as I say, we've got an algorithm and an app that will have that it will help people. They're incredibly accurate if you do it correctly. But the early work we've done on biofilms, and this is part of the work we're going to repeat shows they're, they're generally going to measure about 10 times less uh, most brands. Now, there's one brand which, and I did a peer review on this uh, literally last week, um, uh, which measures not just ATP, but uh, some other chemical friends of ATP, so ADP, ADK, and um, uh, um, those chemical friends are also measured. That looks to have a much broader capacity will that be better against a biofilm we're not sure so we're yet to do that work but for most applications if you use the atp meter correctly um it's really good now here's a tip you don't need to use the whole algorithm if you get a high reading so let's say you're using and look the two big brands out there are 3m and hygiene and they read on different scales so a 3M is about 10 times different from the hygiene. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so let's let's play with hygiene first. And a lady by the name of Stephanie Dancer published a paper many years ago that said clean clean is less than 100 and, and dirty is more than 100. So we'll just stay with that because it's a nice, easy number. So if you, you're swabbing a surface and you go, okay, I've got a 50, that's okay. And I swab this other surface and I go, oh, it's 420. If you want to test if that's real, you get out your neutral uh, detergent wipe, and it's got to be a neutral detergent wipe. In fact, an anionic detergent wipe is even better because cationics interfere with ATP. So a quat will interfere with ATP. Uh, that's work was published by Ecolab, again, a long time ago. So you get out your neutral wipe and just wipe a bit of a surface and then dry that, let it dry, and then retest it. Now, if you retest it and you swab it now and it comes up at seven, that tells you the surface was really dirty. It wasn't just artifact. The surface was actually dirty. Now you've used 
two wipes where normally you'd have used one, but you've actually added a quality control step to verify the data. And that's really technically important. So obviously as a scientist, you have to worry about collecting accurate data. And, you know, obviously we've done a lot of work in this area and um, published it has to say, we're doing more work. We'll circle back around to biofilms. So let's say that it's the 3M device. Well, 3M's probably 250 is their clean level and above 250 is dirty. So you, you swab a surface and it comes up at 125 with a 3M swab. You think, oh, that's okay. You go to another one and it's 3,242. You go, oh, again, same thing applies. Get out my neutral wipe. Give, it, give the surface a good wipe. Either dry it with a clean dry cloth or just let it dry, air dry, swab it again. If it comes back at, you know, 86, you've got truly a dirty surface. Now, if it comes back at 2,752, which is another thing, it says, hey, this is a really difficult to clean soil. It has live material in it or it's got biological material in it. I'll, I'll give it another go because it's not just a failure of a cleaner, something strange has happened. So it might be, you might have dropped orange juice or grapes, you know, someone's rubbed a grape in. Yep. And uh, we found medical devices where it took us, because of poor design, five goes to get the uh, ATP level down to a, an acceptable level on a reusable medical device, hmm. which is pretty terrifying. That was an ultrasound probe. Ouch. And, um, so, Look, an ATP, there's a lot of space for ATP to be improved and the methods by which we use it. The app that we're doing will allow you hopefully to uh, measure across time, which allows you to not only do each measurement, it will do the statistics for you to tell you frequency of cleanliness. And uh, look, just quickly, if you want to really check your, 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 your measurements right, Every time you do ATP swabbing, in fact, you should do two swabs. You should do a uh, swab on identical surface on the same place. And the reason for that is twofold. First of all, with every ATP swab, and I've published this in the US, there's a 20% chance that the swab is wrong by a factor of two. So if you swab it and it's 100 for a hygienic unit, well, it could be 50 or it could be 200. And there's a 20% chance that's, that's, that's the likelihood. Wow. Um, and there's a whole, a whole bunch of reasons for that, but we won't bother with them. But if you use two swabs, that that frequency of failure rate becomes less than 1%. In fact, it's a fraction of 1%. So suddenly you've lifted your frequency of, or your, 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 your likelihood of good data to a much higher level. So you don't need to do that if you've got a clean surface occasionally. So if you're doing a bunch of services and you're getting with a hygiene swab, 60, that'll do, 70, that'll do. You might test one out occasionally. You might want to go, oh, okay, this is a, a 68. I'll use again my cloth, wipe it clean. Oh, yeah, it's seven. So I know they can do better. <laughs> I know my cleaners can do better. They're getting a good job, but they can still do better. And that, But every time you've got a high one, that's when you use a second swab. So... I, I do a high one and I've got, you know, 1646 here. I do another high one and I've got 931. Okay, it really is a dirty surface. There's really a failure here. So. Don, you know, I, I, I kept seeing you nodding and making some more notes. Do, do uh, we think we've 
kind of answered the questions from our last broadcast here. Don? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to talk now. I actually have a lot of dumb questions, but I'm going to hold on to him because he, he probably answered them when I missed it. He was throwing out so much information, and I was a little bit uh, rabbit trailing because I was going different ways. I do so have one question. Words, you, you need to listen to this broadcast again to pick up what I'm you missed. I'm going to post this thing because there's some really good information in here. I, I mean, yeah, I think some of the nuggets that the, the doctor gave us. You can actually clip those out, and um, it, it's great information. And you know, and he has the credibility to stand there instead of us just saying it. We have credibility now. Right. But one of the things I was trying to clarify in my head was you said the FDA, the USDA, and the EPA all can uh, verify or justify these claims on some of these products, depending on the the, the application or the scenario. I assume is that correct? Well, there's tests, so there's standardized microbiological tests that you can do right and the each of the regulators uh says to a potential registrant or a sponsor okay we'll put it on the register but you've got to show us you pass these tests and here's the conditions we want it to pass in so uh for a disinfectant usually they say look you know my spit can clean a surface but if i let my spit dry <laughs> And, uh, and I add some uh, some dirt on top of it, some soil, in other words. Let's see if you can kill all the bugs then. So most of the disinfectant tests, one of the standard things you do is you have to add soil and you have to add usually hard water. So you add salty water. So make make the disinfectant really test it out. Because, you know, in, in somewhere like... Uh, um, uh, Florida, you, you guys have got more water than you know what to do with at the moment. And obviously, you're going to have plenty more this afternoon, Javier. Um, <laughs> um, but if you go up to, um, you know, Arizona and you're 30 miles out of Phoenix, uh, you're probably op operating off an artesian bore. And the water quality is not so great. And, uh, I mean, that would be the case any time that you're in Texas. But, you know, that's that's okay. Um you know, your water quality is going to vary from place to place. So each each of these regulators has these standard tests and they also will specify what microorganisms. So you might think, oh, I'm really good at killing Staph aureus. But I'm not so good on E. coli. And they come along with a the test, they go, oh, oh great, you've tested uh, Staph aureus. Where's your E. coli test? You know, and... Uh, and, and that's another thing the bio-based disinfectant people do is they'll find the bug they're good at killing. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, you know, we've got a graph. It's a graph. And, uh, do, uh, doctor, I have a question for you. Um, do, do these tests, uh, obviously referring to these from all the different um, the government institutions, we're talking about this, but is the same? Does it is it still applicable with viruses as well with the with, from a viral aspect? Do they sure. test the viruses the same thing? Absolutely. And there's... Uh, testing viruses is quite complex depending on the virus, Javier. So some mm -hmm. of them grow quite well and you use very different methods. So things like um, um, yeah, influenza virus, you grow in eggs. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, and in fact, one of the reasons you may know this, but one of the reasons that you have to watch out for people when they get a flu shot is if they've got an egg allergy, there's a crossover risk. Mm -hmm. um, so it depends on the virus. Some viruses are easy to kill. Um, there's a, a, a wonderful now retired researcher uh, down at the University of Arizona uh, who we used to call Dr. Dunny, um, Dr. Toilet. And um, 
Uh, his name is going to come to me in a minute because I think you've had him on, Dave. And um, he did a lot of work on norovirus on the Colorado River. And uh, that virus is a gut virus. And gut viruses, they live out in the environment and they can get in the water, usually from your poo. So someone who's had the bug, it's in, the, in their, their gut and they poo it out. The poo gets in the water, the virus is in the water, and you eventually eat or drink something that's been in contact with that contaminated water. It, the virus goes into your mouth, survives your alimentary canal, gets into your gut, and then infects you. Now, anything that can live like that is pretty hardy. So yeah. noros like that. Hepatitis A is like that, another fecal-oral gut virus. Mm-hmm. So testing those viruses is quite different from, say, testing COVID, which right. is a respiratory virus, different methods. But in every case, there's usually a... Uh, a way we can separate the virus out to test it against a uh, an antiviral disinfectant mm-hmm. and then see if we can recover it. And, nice. and so for for um, those specific claims, um, you know, the EPA has, has uh, a special list, I think it's list K, of products where they know it's killed certain viruses. If you're on list K, we're pretty safe to assume you're going to kill the COVID virus. Now, most people now have gone out and got COVID virus testing done on their disinfectants because it's now become quite easy to do. Um, it's not even the most expensive test. It was for a while because everyone wanted it, but uh, uh, yeah, quite an easy to kill virus away from the body. So I think that we have, it, it, it seems like we started with bio disinfectants. We went through ATP biofilms, um, I, I guess this was more of an infection prevention broadcast than it was anything else. <laughs> so yeah. what, what, what is there left to discuss, Bobby? I mean, you were the one that said, hey, let's get an expert on here. Have we covered all of the stuff that we wanted to, to cover? Well, I'm, I'm, I don't know what everybody wanted to cover, but uh, I learned a lot from the doctor. So I, I, was a, I, I appreciated all the information. It was, uh, um, it was great. Thanks for coming. Appreciate you being on. I'm really I mean, we're, on. we're encroaching on his morning start. He hasn't started his work day, and he started his work day with us. We feel so privileged. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's been my privilege to take part. And look, as uh, you may, your listeners may know, I've been on Dave's podcast. Happy to come on any time. Um, time zones. Unfortunately, I'm a morning riser, so that's okay. And, uh, um, and look, some of the work we're doing, uh, we will continue to publish. I actually have an adjunct associate professor role at Faculty of Medicine and Health at Sydney University. We're doing a whole pile of work with biofilms in this hygiene space. We're doing other work in Western Sydney University where I also have an adjunct research position. So we're publishing all the time. And so one of the things I've said to Dave, once we get back into the routine of publishing, we'll start feeding stuff back to Dave so that things that are relevant for this cleaning audience, and let me tell you, everything I'm doing is relevant for the cleaning audience, um, We'll let you know because some of these studies are going to have significant relevance to what goes on actually out in the field and in practice. And once yeah. we've uh, got the uh, app up and running for ATP in particular, I'll come back to Dave and we'll go right through the app and all of the ATP stuff. Oh, yeah, I would like to see that. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I hear that. You know, ATP has been something I've always I've used for, uh, gosh, probably 15 years and it's you know, I do understand what you said about there is a process. It is a correct process. Uh, thankfully, I think I follow it along uh, well. But it is 
something that not everybody warms up to. But yeah, I agree with you when you said you can't go in and see and smell what our cleaning results are. Not when it comes to infection prevention. So, uh, well, you can you can you can when it's bad. <laughs> you, know, you can always tell when the cleaner hasn't done a good job. You know? Yeah, <laughs> to a certain point. Anyway, okay, gentlemen, um, I think on. we'll. Uh, We'll let Dr. Whiteley uh, get to his day of work, which is not just talking with a bunch of guys here in Florida. <laughs> really appreciate your time, Dave, and everyone, Bobby and Don and Javier, thank you very much. Thank you, Doctor. Um, before you go, I did want to mention, uh, remember, Dr. Whiteley became a new grandpa here not too long ago. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Hey. Yep. Got the little fella staying here at the moment. I'm trying not to wake him up. No. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we will talk to you. Is there any one of the studies or any of the reports, gentlemen, that he mentioned that you would like to get a copy of uh, or want me to get get for you? I know oh. I mentioned a lot of them. <laughs> well, what I'll do is I will send through the graphic. It's a, a, yeah, a PowerPoint that, file. Yeah, that'd be great, Doctor. It's a PowerPoint file. And uh, it's a nice, simple visual graphic. So... Uh, uh, and we'll give you the reference if uh, if you want it. The, the reference is, is science, so it's probably not going to be well read by the cleaning industry. But the but the uh, the uh, graphic is good because it's very easily understood. Well, that's wonderful. Great. We'll attach that to this uh, broadcast so that people can get it as they listen to the show and everything. And we appreciate it. We'll call you back again some other time. Look forward to it. Bye bye, bye, -bye Doctor. Bye for now.